name of Jesus. Hello, I am Giancarlo. I'm the founding pastor for Victory Church. And here today, a nice group of friends, my wife Tracy and Alberto, James, Penny, Charlotte, Deborah, Miss Tony, and what's your name? <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> Melanie. My sister. Sister, sister. We had. Oh my gosh. That was really? You never heard that? I was from another mother. What could be from another mother? Well, you see, these people. Anyway. Hello, everyone. Love you all. Somebody says. I couldn't see who was it, but uh, here we are. Blessings to you. Well, we are today starting our Bible study at 7 p.m. April the 17th, lesson number 31. Woo, 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 woo. Wow. That was good. And uh, thank you, Deborah, for dinner. Yes. Did you bake the, the pizza? I oh, you warmed it up. <laughs> okay. Yes, I did it from scratch. Yeah. Oh, you did it from scratch. She drove there to and salad was awesome, too. Thank you for the cookies and everybody. It was delightful. There were cookies? Was... <laughs> yeah. Cookies. Yeah, good cookies. If you are in Odessa, join us anytime, any Tuesday. We have dinner at 6 p.m. and then our Bible study. So we are going to read the scripture in the book of Genesis chapter 18 from the verse 1 through 16. And I want you to know that we are going through a study called the Bible Timeline. We started it in Genesis chapter 1, and so far after 30 sessions or lessons, we are in chapter 18. So this is a, an interesting process, and I hope that you will like it. And uh, so we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Genesis 18, 1 through 16. Later, the Lord again appeared to Abraham near the oak trees of Mamre, it was the hottest part of the day, and Abraham was sitting at the door of his tent. He looked up and saw three men standing in front of him. When he saw the men, he ran to them and bowed before them. Abraham said, Sirs, please stay a while with me, your servant. I will bring some water to wash your feet. You can rest under the trees. I will get some food for you, and you can eat as much as you want. Then you can continue your journey. The three men said, Do as you wish. Abraham hurried to the tent. He said to Sarah, Quickly, prepare enough flour for three loaves of bread. Then Abraham ran to his cattle. He took his best young calf and gave it to the servant there. He took the servant to quickly kill the calf and prepare it for food. Abraham brought the meat and some milk and cheese and set them down in front of the three men. Then he stood near the men, ready to serve them, while they sat under the tree and ate. Then the men said to Abraham, Where is your wife Sarah? Abraham said, She is there in the tent. Then one of them said, I will come again in the spring. At that time your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent and heard these things. Abraham and Sarah were very old. Sarah was way past the right age for women to have children. So she laughed to herself and said, I am old and my husband is old. I am too old to have a baby. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Sarah laughed and said she was too old to have a baby. But is anything too hard for the Lord? I will come again in the spring just as I said I would and your wife Sarah will have a son. 
Sarah said, I didn't laugh. She said this because she was afraid. Then the Lord said, No, I know that is not true. You did laugh. Then the men got up to leave. They looked toward Sodom and began walking in that direction. Abraham walked with them to send them on their way. Do you remember last week, Genesis 17, which was the thing that Abraham did at the very end of the chapter? Who can remember? Circumcision. I was going to say. Yeah. Al should know. Yeah. They were cut. He said everybody get cut. <laughs> Abram obeyed, right? Mm -hmm. The covenant. The Lord said, I want you to circumcise everybody, and that is what he did. <coughs> All right. Stage. Correct. <laughs> there were everybody in his <laughs> tribe. And um, listen the way that this chapter starts. Later, the Lord again appeared it's very interesting when you think about when you obey the Lord how he will show up one more time obedience to what he's telling us it's the key for next miracles but it's not easy right so let's talk for a few minutes about that who can tell me a personal experience that you lived by obeying the Lord, but you didn't obey quickly at the beginning? <clears throat> Who can remember one personal experience when you remember hearing the voice of the Lord that you needed to do something, and you didn't do it right away, but you, you at the end, you did it? Who wants mm -hmm. to share that testimony? Does it have to be a successful ending? <laughs> Whatever kind of story. Whatever kind of story. Who remembers that? I remember one, but it had a bad outcome because I didn't act quick enough. Okay, go ahead. Um, when my kids were little, I was in the kitchen washing dishes, and um, the Lord told me, go to your son's room right now. Well, I wanted to finish rinsing my dish. Only 30 seconds. And the next thing I heard in a matter of seconds was, Boom! And my son had fallen off the top bunk and broke his leg. Just a matter of seconds. And I knew to drop what I was doing and immediately... I knew that. And I didn't. And it cost. So what you are it's saying... It's very important okay. to act immediately. All right. Mm -hmm. But but we all know that obey, obey to the Lord is not easy, right? right. We all know that. Obey to the Lord is it's not easy. There are so many things that He is expecting from us, and we are like, oh, that is way too hard. <laughs> Stop doing what is wrong or doing what is right. But as a result of that, you will see a miracle. Please write that down. If I obey the Lord, I will see a miracle. You will see the miracles of the Lord. <clears throat> Like in this case. You know, there are many views about these three spiritual heavenly beings. There are many views about it. Many people are saying that they were angels, that they were this, they were that. There are so many views about them. But what we know is one thing, that they were the spiritual heavenly beings. Those who have faith in the Lord 
our God. Live in the supernatural. If you have faith and you move in faith, you will live in the supernatural. In the supernatural, things will happen to you. The Lord will save you. The Lord will prevent accidents in your life. The Lord will provide for you. That special connection that you need is going to, to be there for you when you develop that relationship with the Lord. You have to understand your faith is supernatural. It's not natural. Observe how people act. People without faith, they, they even don't think that there is heaven. <laughs> they think that there is no God. When, when you tell them about your faith in Jesus, they laugh at you. Some people even can uh, try to mock the fact that you have faith. Because naturally, people do not have faith. Faith is a gift from the Lord and is supernatural. Once you have it, you need to continue believing by reading the scripture and getting together and, con and with your friends and your church family, you grow in the supernatural because there's when you are going to see the miracles. You have to. If you don't, if you don't have that faith to see the miracles, you are not going to live in the supernatural. So you are missing a great point in your Christian life. Is when people just are Christians with a label, you know? They go to churches, but they don't have any faith. They don't experience any miracles. No miracles whatsoever. There is no uh, miracles in their provision, in their health, in their relationships, in anything. Because there is no faith. They are not living in the supernatural. And we must live in the supernatural. But let's observe what Abraham did. He immediately went and get them food. I would like to read for you two portions of the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 2. Listen what the scripture says. Always remember to help people by welcoming them into your home. Some people have done that and have helped angels without knowing it. Because you never know what you are doing. If you are just, uh, you, if you have the gift of hospitality, practice it constantly and be generous and be giving. I was talking with someone uh, recently about that. When you learn to give and you, are, and you learn to share, you know, it's part of your nature, it's part of your character, and you can't stop that. And you have to continue giving and sharing, giving and sharing, because after all, whatever you do, you do it for the Lord. Correct? And he will pay you well. Listen what Matthew chapter 10 verse 41 says. Whoever accepts a prophet, because he's a prophet, will get the same reward a prophet, a prophet gets. And whoever accepts a godly person, just because that person is godly, will get the same reward a godly person gets. When you give or serve, always do your best. Always do your best. If you are going to do something for somebody, do, do it with all of your heart. Do it the best that you can. 
aim for excellence try to to do everything with excellence and of course we need to learn to show good manners you know what is interesting guys uh, <laughs> I have heard this that many people that serve tables in restaurants they have trouble on Sundays especially in lunchtime and do you know why they say that most uh, uh, customers that are mean are coming from churches and they are demanding uh, sometimes disrespectful and the worst tippers ever and you know what that is sad it is so sad when we think about it where are the good manners I mean we should start of course in our homes in our churches and, and wherever we go we should show good manners that is what Abraham did you know what a great example he sees this this three beings three men he says the scripture and we don't know exactly what what is the reason why three or what kind of uh, nature or supernature they have we just know that somehow the Lord spoke there through them maybe it was the Lord himself but the point is regardless of it Abraham showed good manners and I encourage each one of us to practice that everywhere we go and uh, I remember one day I was talking with a guy who came here to, to the church and uh, this uh, this guy said to me um, what do you expect from me here in the church if I decide to be part of this church and I said well you know what you you are very nice to me and you you are very respectful and I like that you know what I expect I expect that you will treat everybody else the same way you treat me he says what do you mean by that well some people are nice to me because I am the pastor they want to make an impression but they see other members of the church and they ignore them they don't greet them with the same kindness and that I don't like I think all of us in the church should be treated the same way with love and kindness so he looked at me and he says I, I see what you mean <laughs> right good manners so important but in the verse number nine this man asked Abraham where is Sarah where is she and you know what is interesting Abraham's answer was she's in the tent Abraham was in the tent when he saw these three men and it was hot in the middle of the day he was there and he went to serve them right what a great example you know serving serving all the time he's the leader he didn't have a problem by serving he went and do something for others that's that's the way that we should do that right and uh, where is your wife she's in the tent you know working together being together which is one of the things that I love about my relationship with my wife that she and I we work together and you guys know what happens when you work together with your spouse right there are fights there are moments when you just disagree and you say what you think and the other person says what this person thinks 
And th there are moments of tension, naturally, right? But by working together, we learn to connect one another and being flexible and uh, forgiving, being humble, etc. I like that. And, uh, and I encourage everyone to do the same thing here in the church, you know, with your family, your spouse, work together, being aware of where your spouse is. That's a good question, right? Do you know that in these days you can check on your phone where your spouse is? <laughs> right, and some people think, well, that is a little bit too much, you know, controlling where your spouse is. Well, I think some people need that. <laughs> some people need that because they are like, uh, like certain pets when the homeowner is not in the house. The pet is just destroying everything. Needs supervision. <laughs> and uh, sometimes that happens. I like it for safety reasons, though. Right. That's good. That's a good point, too. I don't want to know where he's at all the time. He's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go crazy. <laughs> but you, you can reach out, and you know he will be there for you. That's right. He don't answer me. <laughs> I would be all for it. We're right. together. Because I get kidnapped or something. I'm saying, if you go missing, you could oh, find it me. Happen. Bring me back real quick. <laughs> well, I have a question for you guys. Did Abraham share with Sarah the promise the Lord gave him about Isaac? In chapter 17, verse 21. What do you think? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, based on her reaction. Okay. Yeah. What What else do you think? I don't think she would have laughed. Uh-huh. Good point. Because she will, she will know, right? Yeah, she wouldn't have been surprised by that. Like... Right. Why Abraham didn't share that promise with, with Sarah? Why do you think? Maybe he didn't believe. He didn't believe, you said? Maybe. Okay. Or maybe he thought she would laugh at him. <laughs> maybe maybe she could laugh. All right. All right. For whatever reason, we know that more likely he didn't share that with Sarah. Right. But something happened there. Is that Sarah laughed at the promise, right? Do you remember that Abraham also laughed about it? Mm -hmm. But you read here that the reaction from the Lord is very different towards Sarah than towards Abraham. That's interesting. And the worst part, which we need to learn about this, is that when, when the Lord confronted her, she said, what did she say? I wasn't laughing. I wasn't. I didn't laugh. <laughs> And that is not right. Mm. Mm -mm. So when whatever kind of mistake we make, I think it's, it's best if we admit it right there. Be because if we, if we, don't, we do not accept what we have done that is wrong, we can get into more trouble. Now, regardless of that, there is something so wonderful that we read in the verse 14 there in chapter 18. The Lord said to Abraham, Is anything too hard for the Lord? There is another scripture that I want to share with you in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. Jeremiah, I am the Lord. I am the God of every person on the earth. 
you know that nothing is impossible for me. Nothing is impossible for me. Now, whatever is the challenge that you have today or in these days, think about that. There is nothing impossible for the Lord. There is nothing impossible. But the Lord moves through faith. So let me give you an example. Let, let's suppose that in my home we, we have a need. right? Let's suppose there is a particular need. And, and Tracy and I are praying about that. But let's suppose that I cannot believe that the Lord can give us that. Let's suppose, right? But she has the faith to believe that the Lord can give us that. Can, can that happen? Is it possible that that can happen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I don't have the faith and she has the faith for that? Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. What I want you to see is, 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 the, is the, there is only one true God in heaven, but He will respond to my faith. And he will respond to her faith. And her faith is a personal faith. My faith is my personal faith. And I am not responsible for her faith. And she is not responsible for my faith. Every one of us is responsible for his own level of faith. So the question to you is, how much faith do you think you have today? If you could have a way to measure your level of faith from 0 to 10, would you say your level of faith is 5, 9, 2, 0 0.5, 9.9? Because there is nothing impossible for the Lord. And I want to close this study talking to you, my dear viewer or listener. Regardless of your problem, I want you to know that there is one God in heaven, that He is almighty, and He can do everything. There is nothing impossible for Him. But He will respond to your faith. In this moment, receive that faith that comes from heaven in your heart, because He can do that for you. Open your heart and just let Him do the miracle by obeying His word. You will see great miracles in your life. And you will see how things change entirely in your behalf. Who knows? Like in this case, right? This uh, baby Isaac will come next spring. Do you know that? That sometimes the Lord will test you. And He will give you great things. But He will test you through some period of time. And when you review what happened in your life in one year, right? One year later, you review what happened, and you say, Wow, the Lord is awesome. So from Victory Church, receive the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we say to you, have a wonderful night.